I um, reminded that God is good. I'm, I'm grateful that I can be here. I'm grateful that it's 2016, that we have the freedom to gather in a church, and that we don't have uh, some of the restrictions that people in other parts of the world have. I'm grateful that, um, although my voice sounds a little crackly, my health is relatively good. I'm grateful that I can work. I'm grateful that I have uh, opportunity to have interactions with people. I'm grateful for my family. I think there's lots and lots to be thankful for. So uh, Jason asked me about a month ago to uh, you know, share a few words this morning. And whenever you get a request like that, at least uh, for sporadic speakers like me, you sort of go to that reflection kind of quiet, contemplative, philosophical place, and you go, hmm, what would I say? You know, What's to talk about? And the, um, the thing that I'm reminded of, because you know, now that I'm in the middle years of my life and I've spent lots of hours of my life in a lecture hall or listening to other people talk, is the people that actually interested me and I wanted to kind of keep my eyes open for actually were engaged in what they were talking about, had something to say, it didn't take too long, and actually kind of got to the point with a little something that maybe actually spoke from some part of their life. So hopefully, in 10 minutes' time, you'll think that I've achieved some of that. But, but that's kind of the guiding thought. And so one of the things that I've um, had a lot of extra exposure to in this stage of my life is stuff that back when I was 15 or 20 or in those kind of years, I didn't think too much of. And it's, and it's stuff from the, from the arts. And so my family this year has been involved in a lot of uh, theater. I've watched my kids and, and sort of peripherally helped just a little bit my kids through three theater productions. Had the opportunity to um, uh, in, you know, see some professional theater and, and you see what a process that actually sometimes is. And it, it's hard. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Sure, there's a finished product, but there's a big process. And there can be fountains of joy along the way, and there can be celebrations and big uh, things that go really well. But like different stages of our life, you know, there is a heaviness sometimes, a real heaviness to the process, and and the whole business of it can be hard, you know, unbelievably hard sometimes. And life for many of us in this congregation or many of the people that I see in my work is unbearably hard, unbelievably hard, inconceivably hard. And you say, why is that? What is the purpose of all that? What is the meaning of life? What does any of this kind of stuff, why was it put in place this way? And, and so I'm pondering all that and I'm going, well, what, what is God's purpose in all of that? And I did sort of within a day or so of Jason asking and me thinking and me praying about that, um, have just a bit of divine intervention. And I, I, was, I was watching about a 10 minute video and it was uh, an actor who, uh, you know, I knew, I recognized him. I think for the purposes of, of this morning, the name isn't important, but I was aware that he was interesting. And, and maybe many of you have had the same experience I've had. You see famous people being interviewed, maybe in the second intermission of the hockey game or on the radio or something like that. And, you know, yes, they're giving 110% and tomorrow's another day and we're just going to take it one game at a time. And I'm like, uh, okay. 
you know, what did I just learn? Uh, nothing, sometimes. And so I appreciate the people who give really thoughtful interviews and actually really try to answer the questions and don't just go to the cliché-orama. And, and I knew, because I, I'd sort of pre-selected this interview, I knew it was about 10 minutes, but within one minute I, I knew this guy was thoughtful and sincere, and he really actually was trying to answer the questions. So, I'm, okay, he had me. I'm listening. And about minute nine... He was answering the questions in a way with an anecdote that, that really caught my attention, and it went something like this. He, um, he received the question, and um, he turned it into an anecdote about a, a response he'd had from somebody at the end of a production one time, and the 12-year-old who came up to talk to him in sort of a precocious kid-like way had said to him, what is the purpose of live theater? Why do we? Why do you do live theater? And and you know, on a superficial level, you could easily say, well, it's it's for entertainment, and you know, it's not actually that important. And I, I would accept that sometimes that's probably true. You know, you could say, well, it's it's for enlightenment or it's to educate, and that might be true too. But the way he answered the question really made me think, and it went something like this. He said, well, you know, I think the purpose of live theater is a condensed and a uh, really focused opportunity for you to immerse yourself in the lives of somebody else, like a character. And, and along the way, as you're immersing yourself in that, you're, you're asking yourself, okay, would I do what they're doing or you know, okay, what, what are the character flaws that I'm seeing? Or, or why, why did they do that? Or what is that? And, and so it's using art to inform your life, was what he was basically saying in his answer. And, and that did strike a chord with me. I thought, okay, yeah. You know, because in many ways, my life is a theater production. And I sure hope that Act Two is better than Act One, and that the mistakes I made in Scene Three aren't going to keep being repeated throughout the end of the production. Um, and I'm aware in my quiet moments that I am being watched. And just as I'm watching you. And that in a weird way, all of our lives are these intermingled, co-mingling theater productions moving forward and we could get into all sorts of funky Venn diagrams and, you know, create different kaleidoscope type pictures of it. But the point is that's the way God set it up. That my life is watched by all sorts of people that I may not truly have thought about or known about or that time I didn't do something quite right, somebody remembers and brings it to my attention again. Or maybe that success I had that I didn't think much of, they think about. Or maybe I just treated someone the right way, or maybe I didn't treat someone the right way, or you get the idea. And, and in all of that, as we are going about our business, and we see how that person over there deals with that intense hardship, or we see how that thing that they tried, you know, that didn't go so right, you know, whatnot. It actually 
totally comes down to what I think and what I've concluded, I guess, the purpose of life is. And, and that is the whole process of practical sanctification. And as it's been explained to me, God is slowly working things in my life throughout the breadth of life that he gives me, whatever it is, to improve me, to mature me, to make me a more holy person. And that I am watching and am possibly a big part of how he is sanctifying you and you and you and you. And, and at no point am I wanting to overstate my own role in it or necessarily any one person's own role in it. But, but we're all part of that big process of everybody being sanctified. And, and just for clarification, I'm not talking about what some people call positional sanctification. I, I absolutely accept that uh, Jesus died for my sins and that's the only way I can be saved. But I'm talking about that progressive sanctification, that practical sanctification, that everyday sanctification. That if I didn't truly, and, and yes, this is just my opinion, but if I didn't truly believe that that was the purpose of life, that the thing that was actually animating my life and that hard thing I'm going to go through tomorrow or that real big trouble I'm going to have a year from now or whatnot, there, there wasn't actual purpose in it, that there wasn't actual reason that that was going to either make me more mature Christ-like figure or bring me that much closer to God or possibly bring other people that much closer to God or vice versa, then wouldn't I be in despair? And actually, I think in, in my quiet thoughts that I actually would be. I'd be like, why? why? And why? Why all the pain? Why all the sorrow? And, you know, one of the things that is a... It's like a... It's like a benefit, but a benefit in a twisted way to my work is that I see people in some of their most vulnerable moments. I see people in some of their most down moments. And that individually I may not be able to lift them out of that, but hopefully I can do a little something or I can set them on a pathway that might work for them or something like that. But I will tell you that my observation of all the people with mental health, deep, dark mental health issues, they don't have any meaning in their life. They can't identify it, let me put it that way. They can't say, well, there is some meaning to my life. No, I don't have a faith. No, I don't have, I don't believe in a higher power. I don't believe in God. And I think that that correlation there is really high. That as we think about, you know, the choices that we're making to be more mature and holy people and that God is using things for us, I think that there is much hope in all of that. And that even though I may go through deep, deep troubles in the years ahead, I have no idea, there will be a purpose to it all. And that I rest in that. And so I, I'd just like to close by reading from uh, Philippians chapter 3, so some of Paul's words, um, around about verses 12 to 14, but I'm, I'm just abbreviating it a little bit. I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus took hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward is what I Forgive me. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And uh, I think those are wise words.
Thank you.